What is going on, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Birdie, the Breakthrough Success podcast host here. In this episode, we're going to talk about using AI to rank on SEO. So we've heard about artificial intelligence as a way to get more information. You've heard about it for getting product recommendations. Artificial intelligence gives you those recommendations. But there are ways to use AI to improve your SEO, rank higher on Google for the important keywords for your business. So we're going to talk about that in this episode today. We are joined by a guest. He is the CEO of Green Banana SEO, an agency that incorporates the Pareto principle to deliver incredible results for clients. Our guest has 14 years of experience generating leads for clients and navigating the ever-evolving digital landscape. Our guest who joins us in this episode of Breakthrough Success is none other than Kevin Roy. Kevin Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Mark. Kevin, it is such a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success. And artificial intelligence, it gives us a lot more possibilities. It's definitely shifted how people view content, how people view marketing. But SEO, I haven't heard as much about AI and its applications for SEO. So I'm wondering if you give us an idea of how AI is changing how SEO works. Great. Yeah, I'm happy to talk about that. So I would say it's changed. I I, I think it's changing it in a couple of ways. One, I, I can't wrap my head around. One, I think I have a really good handle on. Um, the part that I can't wrap my head around is people like us, I'm putting us in the same group. We're like the internet geeks. So we understand this and we're, we already know what chat GPT is and some other AI tools. And we're either... If we haven't, you know, tried them yet, we're probably going to try them soon. Um, that enables us to pump out so much more content than we could before the advent of this. So it, it would take you to write a 2000 word article, probably two days, three days. And if that's all you did um, and chat can do it in a few minutes. Um, or even a few seconds, depending on what what version you're using. So think about how much content Google has to access and to run through now and how that is compounding and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So I, what I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around is how Google and Bing and all the, you know, all, all the people that have to crawl the internet, how they can keep up with all of that content, right? Because there's so much more coming in. So I think it's gonna be, it's gonna quickly start um, impacting how they're able to crawl or how effectively they're able to crawl the internet. Um, when it comes to SEO, it, it goes back to content. So Google likes content that's relevant. So that's the really important piece. Um, you know, I, I, I'll give you my my little uh, pitch that I talk to people about what things are important to Google. Well, Google's job is to have people continue to use Google. And so that's that's what they want to you know perpetuate their their life cycle. Um, and what they what they do is they will focus on two main principles. Principle number one is usability. Principle number two is relevance, which AI is going to pull into. The usability piece is when I tell you what, what the factors are, it'll all completely make sense. So your website's not designed for mobile, right? 
um, and someone does a web search on Google on their mobile phone and it doesn't work, they get frustrated, they leave, they might stop going to Google. Uh, your website uh, doesn't have an SSL and could have a virus. They do a search, they go to your site, they get a virus, they get aggravated and they leave. Or it takes five minutes to load. They get do a search, go to your site, get aggravated and leave. So things like that, like broken pages, 404s, Google is is not going to reward you for ranking if the user is having a bad experience. Um, so, but fixing those things anyways, people should do, even if it's Google doesn't care about it, you want the user to have a good experience on your site, like see things quickly, not get a virus, not have a bunch of broken pages. So number two principle is relevance. Google's job is to return the most relevant page, not website, but page for the keyword phrase that you're typing in. If you Google the word basketball, more often than not, uh, Wikipedia outranks the NBA because that page is just about basketball. It's got how scored. It's um, I haven't looked at it in a while, but it's probably got uh, something about LeBron James or Michael Jordan. It's got when it, when it originated, who first you know, uh, you know who first invented basketball, how it's played, what the court's like. All that stuff is very very relevant to um, to the word basketball, which is why it ranks. So when it comes to AI, if you know what keyword phrase that you want to rank for, you would tell chat to help you write, like, I want to rank for, um, I don't know, like Nike blue running sneaker. I want to rank for this. So give me all the information you can about that keyword phrase and chat will do that. Um, and so that will help you builds a page that's relevant to that. Now, I wouldn't use, uh, I wouldn't just cut and paste and stick it in a search engine. Um, uh, you know, one thing is that the data is old. So it's a couple of years back because chat can't see anything past, I think, 21 um, future. Uh, I've used BARD. I've had a bunch of other people use BARD. I've listened to a lot of podcasts about BARD, which is Google, which can access current data. Uh, I've heard people say that it's not accurate. I've tried it myself and asked who owned Green Banana. And it said um, one of my employees owned Green Banana. So I know that <laughs> that's, not, that's, not, that's not accurate. Um, so, uh, so you want to check it for accuracy. But also, I would rewrite it but it still saves you a ton of time. So if we here um, use chat to write an article for us or write a, a relevant page for us, chat will help us write the structure and give us the general ideas and it will save us a ton of time. So what would take normally two days to write something, we can do it in three to four hours. So it still takes a little bit of time um, because of you know, the predictability of the way chat writes things. Um, but that in a nutshell is, is, you know, AI and chat is very beneficial to the content piece of SEO. And I like that you mentioned the rewriting element also, because I think when chat GPT came out, like there's this panic, like AI is going to replace all the writers yeah. and we're all just going to read yeah. robot created content, right. which gets bland, but being able to rewrite it, it certainly adds your own flavor to the piece and allows you to, it makes it feel like your brand versus something that's just robotic. 
Right. One of the things, though, the big theme, because I, I've used it from time to time, um, not so much with the content creation side, but more of generating ideas. And one of the things with these tools is, yes, they're useful. Yes, they let you dig through data, but it's based on the user's ability to input the right questions. So as part of your SEO analysis, like what types of questions are you asking ChatGPT to get more desirable answers? Uh, so some of the questions that I'm asking, so one of the things that, that, creates relevance. So we have found this is our this is our opinion, but we've been doing SEO for what, over 15 years is that Google doesn't really understand the written word, but they understand what supports the written word. So imagine if I wanted to rank for peanut butter and jelly sandwich, then I would have to write stuff about peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'd also have to mention different types of jelly, different types of peanut butter, maybe butter knife, you know, um, those related terms what um what you can use chat for is if i really wanted to rank for peanut butter and jelly sandwich that's going to be really hard to rank for it's it's a very popular term it's it's a national term so one page isn't just going to cut it kind of like look at wikipedia so that basketball page has probably a hundred links in it to other pages that support that like there's probably a page to Michael Jordan or probably a page to LeBron James or probably a page to the person that first invented basketball or the first game that was played. So go back to the peanut butter and jelly scenario. I want to write a page about, say to chat, give me all the supporting words to peanut butter and jelly sandwich and it will spit out a bunch. Okay, write me a page about the perfect butter knife to spread peanut butter with, write me a page about nut allergies, right? I don't know. I'm not a physician. I don't know anything about nut allergies, but I bet chat's going to pump out some great stuff about that. Um, write me a page about when did, what was the first jelly? Was it, was it, was it, you know, strawberry or grape? Uh, you know, so you can, you can take that and, and literally blow out this, this pyramid of supporting content to help you rank for that keyword phrase. And I really like how asking for the supporting words, you're getting more keywords and you're also adding more content. Yeah. I mean, right. I know you have more data from your clients, but one of the things that floated around was you should be looking to get at least 2000 words in your article to rank page one. I know that was a study from many years ago. Do you still find that it's true? Like you need at least 2000 words, or do you feel like a 1000 to 1500 word post is acceptable? So the answer is it depends, right? So one of the things that that you'll see is that Google will hide its results in plain sight. So if you go look at the top 10 pages, and everybody ranking on page one has 600 words, write, write 700. Um, it, it, if uh, like we have some clients that are in um, biotech and medical, those are awful. They're like 9,000 words, right? Because it's like WebMD and you know, like things like that. Um, so 2,000 is a great benchmark. Um, but if you're, let's say if you're local, like you're a local pizza place or a plumber, how are you going to write 2,000 words about plumbing in a certain location? It, mm -hmm. Everyone probably has 1,000 or 1,200. So look like 
do a little research and look at who's ranking and do a word count on those pages. I really like that insight because SEO, there are ways that we can all optimize our websites that are pretty universal. But at the end of the day, SEO is about outranking the competition. You want to appear page one first result. And by doing right. that, your article or page has to be more desirable in Google's eyes versus all the others. So I really like looking at the top 10, see what your word count is and get ideas for what you should be doing right. to rank higher with your content. I do want to get into your SEO methodology a little bit. Uh, I know you mentioned the Pareto's principle being a guiding force. So people who don't know mm -hmm. Pareto's principle is 80% of your results come from 20% of the work. So I'm really curious as to how you use this principle for your clients to give them the great SEO results you've been able to give them. So uh, that that's a great question. So um, I, when I talk about this, uh, some people say, so you don't have to work as hard. You're only doing 20% of the work. Well, you still have to work hard. You have to work harder, but you're only focusing on the 20%. Kind of like, uh, you know, 20% uh, of the design flaws in cars cause 80% of the accidents or 20% of the bad guys cause 80% of the crime, right? Just, you know, little, it's like a universal truth almost with, with everything. So we focus solely on usability, which is those, you know, those couple core components, you know, site speed, um, making sure the site works in mobile. But I mean, I don't even think you could build a page now that doesn't work in mobile. So you don't see that much anymore. Um, security. And then we look at like, we look at relevance, what makes the page relevant. So we focus on the body copy to make sure that it's relevant. We focus on the supporting keywords. We focus on the the meta description, the title, the H1 tag, and then we focus on getting relevant links back to that page. So a lot of people will hear like some latest and greatest SEO trick. Like if I want to, I could go to Fiverr and get, um, you know, probably a thousand links for five bucks, but they're not relevant. So it, it's, it's not going to help SEO. It, it might even hurt SEO because it doesn't follow the principle of relevance or usability. So if you start looking at those methods, it's really only 20% of the things that you have to focus on rather than all the hot air that a lot of SEOs blow. Like they'll send you a report and it's got red lines and stuff and all these things that, that you think need to be fixed and they really don't need to be fixed. Um, you know, if, if the site's ranking really well and, you know, you have relevance and, um, you know, and good links and things like that. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting with the SEO analysis that, you could find so many things wrong with a website. And mm -hmm. a lot of those things being things that barely make any progress or some don't make progress at all. So with all the, there's probably hundreds of ways that you could improve your SEO, but only a few of them really work. Uh, so what would you say are the core ones, the core methods of SEO improvement that you focus on? I know we've talked about content a lot and it's no surprise right. that content is a big priority, but what would you say are some of the other priorities that some people may overlook? I, I, so I think the the main, you already addressed this, um, 
but a lot of people miss it. So the first priority is figuring out what you want to rank for. Right. So don't optimize your site just to optimize it. That's like me saying, Hey, I want to be better, right? Better for me would be like faster and younger, right? So <laughs> like uh, for you, it could be something completely different. It's too subjective. You have to pick a keyword phrase that you know you want to rank for and then build a plan based on that. So that's number one. Then you go look at everybody on page one for that and you look at the content mix that they have and you mimic, don't copy it. But you're like, if everyone else has 2,200 words, I got to do 23. And everyone else mentions these phrases. I got to have these, make sure that I have these. And everyone else has 30 links to this page. I got to have 31. So you do that. Those are the things that you focus on rather than, um, you know, Ahrefs. I love that tool. I use it almost all the time. If you run an Ahrefs report on the Green Banana site, we have like a 98 score. But that still means that there's probably... I don't know, 200 um, images that don't have alt tags on my site. I could go fix those, but it's probably going to help me a teeny, 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 teeny bit, right? Um, so don't even bother. Not saying that alt tags aren't important, but there's alt tags on pages that I don't care about, right? But it shows up in the report. So just focus on things. If, if you are doing something for SEO and you ask yourself, is this relevant? If it's not, it's typically crap. And I really like this focus where you know what you're setting out to do before you go out and do it. You're not just, it's like posting on social media. Like what's the goal of you posting on social media? Are you posting there just because someone told you that like, oh, right. if you post like a video a week, if you're doing daily, like Instagram posts, like you're doing good for yourself. Like but why? How does it connect? What is the, uh, underlying force there i really like how kevin points out right away that the knowing the keywords it really drives the rest of the strategy yeah that's a it, i couldn't agree more like if uh if you do post something in social and you're trying to rank for a certain keyword phrase then make it make your post relevant to that and then link it back to that page so then you're you know then you're creating um not only relevant content, but relevant links from really high authority sources like Insta, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, they're really high authority and Google loves YouTube because it's Google's, right? <laughs> so that stuff, um, but you know, that helps you have that roadmap. Um, the, you know, clients that come to us and say, we think we want to rank for these words, but we're not sure if it's going to produce results, then try a Google AdWords campaign. Like I can get anybody on page one in Google AdWords as soon as the campaign launches, right? Because you're paying for position. And imagine if you're, you know, page one, number one for a keyword phrase, you get a bunch of clicks and you don't get any business. Either that's not the right keyword or there's something going on in the process of the site that's causing people not to convert. I haven't really heard too much about using the AdWords as a way to test if your SEO is going to pay off, but it sounds brilliant based on like you get what you are aiming for with the SEO yeah. right away. You're just paying to see if a long-term SEO strategy makes sense. I've never, I don't think I've heard of that one ever or in a really long time. So I think that right through says listeners definitely use that one. That's a really good one. Yeah. You think about it, right? Uh, you, you can rank almost immediately in Google AdWords for a keyword phrase. 
um, because you're paying for that position. Um, uh, one of the examples I give is, uh, is either, you know, the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. He picked that phrase using Google AdWords. He had a different name for the book and he put like three titles up in a Google ad campaign to see which got the best click through rate. Wow. And the four hour work week got the best click through rate. That's smart. Well, Kevin, I can definitely see why your clients are very happy with you. I mean, the knowledge you've given in this episode, that AdWords tip that I've that sounds completely new to me, but the the logic behind it makes such wonderful sense. Uh, so for people who want to work with you, learn more about Green Banana SEO, or just follow your journey, where do you suggest we go to keep in touch with you and follow your work? So you can go to greenbananaseo.com, or I always lose my business cards. So I bought ijustmetkevin.com. So you can go to just search ijustmetkevin.com and It'll come up to <laughs> to my page. That's quite the website there. Just met Kevin. We'll have that in the show notes. We'll also yeah, have it's a redirect. Banana. Yeah, it shoots over. Yeah, we'll definitely have that in the show notes. Green banana SEO as well. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us on Breakthrough Success. It was a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this.